0: Welcome to the Teaching Ministry of Elevation Church. Today we will hear from Student Ministries Director, Paul Jones, as he teaches a message titled, What It Means to Follow Christ. Let's join in now. Well, I'm excited to be with you. Like I said, I'm Paul Jones. I am the Student Ministries Director here, and I love doing that. Love my youth group. Um, they're so uh, energetic and excited. Um, and I've been thankful for so many of you um, telling me that you're praying for me today, uh, that you're excited for me, you're encouraging me. In fact, one of the most encouraging times I had was a couple weeks ago at youth group. And uh, I was sitting there and doing some announcements, and I told them, hey guys, I'm preaching in two weeks, and I would really appreciate your prayer and support. And they're all like, yeah, yeah, that's awesome, that's cool. Um, and the guy who's right next to me, Caleb, he leans over and says, I'll be sure to bring the tomatoes. Sure. Like, oh, thanks, thanks. I said, well, you better buy them now, so they're, they're good and rotten by the time. So, um, but yeah, so let's go ahead and uh, pray, and we'll get started. God, thanks so much for today. Um, thanks for bringing everyone here. Um, God, just let me be a clear messenger of your word today. Amen. All right, like I said, we're going to use the Bible. Um, We're going to dive in. Um, And so we're going to Genesis 12. And so if you want to go ahead and move there, um, it's the very first book in your Bible. Um, For the uh, handout Bibles, it's uh, page number six. So right at the very beginning, first book and chapter 12. We'll be going there. Um, but a little bit about me, um, I was born in South Carolina, and uh, Dave stole a little bit of my thunder by telling a little bit of my story. I'm going to tell a little bit more of my story today. Um, but uh, I moved when I was two to Ohio, um, and so I spent the um, majority of my life there and uh, went to a small school. I'm actually one of nine. Uh, I am number five, and uh, I have... Um, Uh, Five brothers, uh, still living, and two sisters, and so a huge family, and I love uh, all of them, and I'm really excited to get to see them uh, next month, Um, but I moved to Ohio, um, went to a small school in Indiana uh, called Grace College, and uh, the way I got connected was I spent some summers out here in Montana working at a Christian camp. And so I'll get a little bit more of that into it later. But that's just a little bit of a background. Um, me moved here just over a year ago. Uh, last December I did. And then my wife moved in February after we got married. Um, today I'm going to share uh, my story, like I said. And then I'm, I, we're also going to explore the story of Abram um, in chapter 12 there of Genesis. So we're going to do that. Um, so I'm going to share my story, how that relates to his. And we're just going to go over a couple things that I found in my life to be true about what it means to be a follower of Christ. And so I know there's so many misconceptions out there. There are stereotypes. Some of them, unfortunately, are true. Um, but I'm just kind of try to set the record straight and give you a couple things that I've learned um, about what it means to be a follower of Christ today. Um, uh, I get to share my story today. It doesn't mean I'm above you. It doesn't mean I'm perfect or anything. And that's actually one of the things I told um, Dave uh, that I really like about him. He just lets you know that he's a average guy. He's um, regular Joe. He makes mistakes, and you know, he's not perfect. Um, he, even, he even takes it a step further than I do, though. Um, and I could, I could never do this. Um, he cheers for an average, mediocre at best football team, just to let you know that he relates with you guys, you know? I, I couldn't do that. So big, big props to Dave. Um, that's probably why he's, you know, senior pastor and I'm not. Um, I have to cheer for the elite teams, you know? Maybe some of you know what I'm, what I'm going through. Um, but yeah, so I just want to convey that message to you, just a regular guy. Um, get to share my story today. I believe we all have a, sh- a story to share, and I'm excited to share mine today. All righty, here we go. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. All right, so we begin with a story of Abram. At this point, we know that his wife, Sarai, is barren, so she can't have children. So this is where we pick it up verse 1 chapter 12 verse 1 Now the Lord said had said to Abram Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you I will make you a great nation I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curses you and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed So Abram departed As the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot, uh, that's his nephew, went with him. And Abram was seventy five years old when he departed from Haran. Then Abraham took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their possessions that they had gathered, and the people whom they had acquired in Haran, and they departed to go to the land of Canaan. So they came to the land of Canaan. So you can just think about this a little bit. Um, God is asking him to go away from his home city, his home country, um, and and move to a place that he's going to show. And so Abraham, um, Abram at this point, he'll jump on to Abraham later, which we'll discover, um, but he gets the chance to follow God in this way, and God's going to show him, um, you know, he knows God, um, and he knows it's going to be hard. He knows it's not going to be an an easy um, journey, but um, he made that hard decision. So that first point is following Christ is hard. We see that from Abraham's life. Following Christ is hard. It's not easy at all. So if you're, if you're taking notes there, um, that's that first blank there. Following Christ is hard. Now, you'll notice in the blank, um, you know, in the whole thing there, I gave you plenty of space to draw little pictures. Um, I personally like drawing cubes. Um, and then shading them on one side. So I give you plenty of space to do that, so make sure you do that. Um, you know, draw some little mountains, whatever you like to do. Um, but that first point, following Christ is hard. Um, you can think about this. Um, would you pick up everything that you had and move to a completely different country, away from family, away from friends? Um, yeah, just think about it. W- w- could you do that right now? Um, You know, that's something that's maybe similar uh, to what I have in common with Abraham is uh, I got the chance to do that, and that's pretty cool. Um, And so I get to share my story a little bit with you too. Um, But just before we go on, um, Abraham lived a hard life. It was not easy. He made that decision to follow God and go, but it's not like it got easy then. Um, Like it says in Hebrews 11.8, you don't have to turn there. Um, I'll just read it for you. But in Hebrews 11.8, it says, By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise, as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. He He dwelt in tents. He had a hard life. Um, he didn't have any children. His wife was barren. Um, and so, but he desperately wanted a son as God had promised that he was going to have this, all this nation. He, he was promised that, but he didn't have any children. His wife was barren. So how, how is that going to happen? Um, so he believed God when he said that. Um, later on, he would doubt and uh, would go on to have a son with his servant's wife. Um, and so, uh, yeah, then his wife uh, mistreated the servant, and they had you know, what they would label now as a di- dysfunctional family, uh, not that family structure. I'm sure all of you have that perfect family structure, mom, dad, kids, well-behaved, all that, um, maybe not, you know, maybe some of you can relate um, to Abraham's life, um, but uh, he, he had that son with a servant, and we find that in Genesis 16, I wish I could go in detail about all of Abraham's life, but um, I just have to kind of go through an overview now. Um, and then, so uh, his wife Sarai did have a son, and uh, and when that finally happened, um, God told him to sacrifice the son to kill him, okay? Um, in the morning, uh, when after God had told him that, Abraham left and his son to go kill his son to sacrifice him. Now, his son said, where's where's the offering, Dad? Like, usually we have a, an animal or something that we offer, uh, and, and Abraham said, well, God, Uh, son. Uh, God is going to provide. And so as Abraham took up the knife to kill his son, the angel of the Lord told him, hey, look, there's a ram over there. You've been faithful. Go sacrifice the ram instead and save your son. Now, was Abraham perfect? Absolutely not. He was just like us. He lied multiple times. He doubted God. He wasn't patient. Um, He was a lot uh, maybe like you and me. Um, Now, How that relates to me, my story, like I said, I worked at a camp several uh, hours from here called Clyde Hurst Christian Ranch. Uh, My sister had worked there previously, and so I kind of heard about it through that. Now, at the end of my time there, um, I uh, was here in Billings, going to fly out in a couple hours, and decided to go over to Manuel and uh, meet with Dave. Uh, There's an opportunity there, and I didn't have a job. I was fresh out of college and didn't have anything to do, and so went over and met with Dave and his wife, and, um, and they said, you know what? We'd love to have you join us. They gave us a little packet that said, hey, um, come here and, and plan a church with us. So I was like, you know what? Okay, we'll see, and uh, flew back home, had an interview there, and uh, put my resume other places, but my wife and I just were talking along, called with them quite a bit, and just felt, hey, I think God wants us to go back. Um, and so I w- went ahead and moved out here. Ashley still had to finish a semester of school. And so I moved out here. And um, now I'm not going to lie to you, it wasn't terribly difficult. I mean, Montana, Ohio, stuff like that. But I really was, you know, I'm close with my family and was going to miss them um, for sure. But. I'm not going to lie to you. It wasn't terribly difficult to make that decision. Now, has it been easy since I've been out here? Absolutely not. Um, but uh, I made that initial decision and was able to come out here. Now, um, life, before we go on, go on. Um, following Christ is hard. I'm going to take you to, uh, on the screen there, John 16, 33. Um, you don't have to turn there. I'll go ahead and just read it for you. These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation or trouble, um, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Um, another version says, take heart. I have overcome the world. So Jesus promises right here that we're going to have trouble. This life is going to be hard as a Christian. It's not going to be easy. Um, you know, the clearest illustration that I can think of is that maybe I wish I had an easy life, but that wouldn't bring any growth. That wouldn't be, bring any maturity to me. Um, and so uh, the clearest il- illustration I can think of is I work at the why. And so a lot of times I'm always hearing motivational quotes and stuff like that. Um, and the one of the ones is, if it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. Um, and so, you know, when we're trying to you know lose weight or, or gain some muscle or something we have to work hard um, to be able to do that and it 's not an easy thing. Um, sometimes our instructors are going around encouraging saying if it doesn 't hurt you 're not doing it right um, or you know, it's not supposed to be easy. If this is too easy, work harder. <laughs> um, and so that's the way that you can achieve growth and maturity is you you as, you, um, as you can work hard. I've heard that it said that the right decision is not always the easy one. And I don't know who said that, but it seems like the right decision is always, always the hard one. It's not always, um, you know, the hard one. But it seems like a lot of times uh, the right decision is the hard one. Um, life wasn't made to be easy uh, when Adam and Eve were created, they weren't made to be, um, you know, just living along, uh, lounging in the sun. Uh, Adam had to work, and they weren't provided with a temptation-free life. They had temptation there, um, and so that is what uh, can bring growth to us if if our life isn't easy. All right, um, we're moving on. Point number two: following Christ requires change. It requires change. This is what happens when we first believe in Christ. When we first, we're walking along, we meet Christ, and we make a 180 turnaround to follow him. It requires change. It's in the DNA of every Christ follower. Um, You know, uh, for Abraham, his life was changed when he made that decision to follow God. Um, It requires change. Um, even his name was changed. So I'm going to take you over a couple chapters. If you'll go to Genesis 17, just a couple chapters over. 17:3 through 6. So a- Abraham, his life was changed, and God decides to change his identity. Okay? And it says, Then Abraham fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me... Behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be a father of many nations. (coughs) No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings shall come from you. Now keep in mind, at this point, Abraham didn't have any, any children, um, and so this was God's promise to him that he was going to become a father, and that's what Abraham literally means, is father uh, of many nations. And so his name was changed, his identity, his whole identity was changed. Um, and then when I told you about that story where he sacrificed his son, he was, he was mature at that point. He had had some history with God. He was confident of God's provision. He had seen God provide in the past, taking him to a new land and providing from him there, he knew God would take care of him. He had knowledge of God. And that's maybe a little bit of what I have now, um, is that I've seen God provide for me since I've been here, and it just makes me more confident uh, of God and who he is and how faithful he is. Um, So uh, life with Jesus isn't just a one-time decision and go with it. It doesn't become easy, uh, but life with Jesus is a is a constant change. Life is always changing around us. Um, and so for me, yes, I changed my surroundings. I, I changed you know, geography. I moved th- several thousand miles away. Um, you know, the transition from college to adult life. Um, you know, I changed careers and stuff like that. I um, even had to change, like, my time management. You know, now I have a wife and uh, a job, and I have to, um, you know, prepare for youth ministry. So my time management, I have to change that as well. I'm still working on that. Um, And that's the point, is that I still need, I still want uh, to change to become more like Christ. You can choose to change in many ways. It's not just changing in one way to move somewhere. Um, You can change uh, your habits, your attitudes, uh, friends, time management, and maybe finances. Are you following Christ with all your life or maybe there's a couple ways, maybe one way one big way that you need to change um, So for me, uh, that's how I changed. Now, the real story is kind of how my wife changed. My uh, She's okay with me telling this story, but she has a real hard time with change. She resists it. She hates it. She hates change. She, she wants to be, life is here, we're good and then when it, that disrupts, it's, ah, oh, what happened? Dang it, you know? Um, so she is more resistant to change. But she decided to follow God and follow me um, out, to, out to Montana. Now, she uh, is real close with her family. All her family is within 20, 30 minutes um, in Ohio. And so um, for her to leave, she's the middle child. And to move somewhere else was pretty extraordinary um, and pretty countercultural to her family life. And so she decided to do that. She decided to change um, even though she, she doesn't like it as much. And so, uh, so that's a couple ways that we've changed. And now um, we get to go to the third point. Following Christ is rewarding. Following Christ is rewarding. Now you'll see an exclamation point up there and that's really important. Okay, I can't have you leave that out. You guys need a Put the exclamation point on there, and maybe you need to draw another cube as well. While you're at it, you might as well. Um, when I moved out here, I needed three basic thir- things and just little things, you know, just like transportation, a roof to live in, and some income, you know, to pay, out, to pay off the bills. That's all I needed when I moved out here. Is nothing, no big deal. Um, so sometimes following Christ is rewarding, and sometimes it's no, it's always rewarding. Sometimes it's immediate. And sometimes it takes a long time to, to run its course. Uh, in my case, it happened to be immediate. I moved here on a Tuesday needing those three basic things. And on Wednesday, Dave and I went out and uh, needed a car. So I went to one dealership and test drove one, didn't really like it. Went to Denny Minholt. a, uh, you know, shout out to them. Uh, went to Denny Minholt and uh, drove around the lot and saw um, this car sitting there and, uh, wow, it was it was nice, and maybe two to three thousand outside my price range, and uh, so you know the guy came out, Kent, and he saw us looking at it, and he said, you know, you guys interested? And I'm like, yeah, it's pretty nice, but just don't know if I can do that. So I gave them my my price range and said, you know, if you guys can meet that, well, then let's make a deal. And so he says, I'll see what I can do. And he left, talked to his boss, and came back and said, yep, we can meet that. And so um, just God's provision right away, them coming down, several thousand dollars uh, to meet me where I needed. And the car has been great uh, ever since. All right, so that's one, the transportation. Um, Number two is I needed a roof under my head. I had a temporary little spot. um, But like I said, I had connections with camp. um, And they're based here in Billings. And so in the off-season, they live there. Um, But I went with uh, one of my friends. And uh, he brought his friend. And we went golfing. And, uh, and so I shot terribly. But then on the ride home, um, what we did is we were talking about my situation and what was going on, and uh, his friend pops up and says, "Well, you can live with me. I just have a big house and empty room, spare bedroom. Just come with live with me." All right, well, that, that might work. You know? Um, I was like, "Well, I had another thing going on at the time, and I was like, "Well, I'll, I'll let you know." And it, that other thing didn't work out, And uh, God's provision. It, it worked out for I could live with them, um, and uh, a- until my wife came, and then we could, you know, find another spot. But uh, it was so awesome just the way God worked that out. Um, so that's the second thing. And then the other one was a job, and uh, found that pretty quickly. Uh, found a real good job with people um, that really support me and uh, and support um, I, at the Y, and uh, they support the Christian lifestyle. I'm allowed to talk about God. Um, several people have come here. Um, just to visit because I've been able to share my faith freely. And so that's how it worked out in my case. Ashley and I now, now have, um, we both have real good jobs, and uh, we've made friends, we've grown together, and it's really about, we've grown and trusting God as well. All right, so following Christ is rewarding. The way this works with Abraham, we're going to have you flip a couple chapters more to Genesis 22. So a couple chapters over, Genesis 22, 16. And this is right after right after Abraham was about to sacrifice his son that the angel said, hey, there's a ram. Go sacrifice that and said, don't kill your son. We see that you're faithful. And so this is the angel talking to Abraham again. So Genesis twenty two sixteen. 16. Through 18. Got to flip the page over. Okay. And said, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son, with Sarai. um, Blessing, I will bless you, and multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. In your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed, because you have obeyed my voice. And that's just kind of the bottom line right there. Um, God decides to even bless the people um, who he's blessing, uh, and he's going to give his enemies over to them. Um, you know, at this point, Abraham was about to kill his only son and said, I don't know how it's going to work. God, I still believe your promises. And uh, and God provided, and, and You know, now uh, the promise came true. Um, Abraham's descendants are as numerous as the uh, sand, and they have been protected um, all throughout time. Um, So he was blessed. Um, All the nations were blessed because of him. Now, everything won't work out uh, the way you might want it to. You know, you think you're following and, and... You think you're following God? Well, it might not all work out the way that you plan or that you want, but God has a greater plan for your life should you choose to follow that. Now, the ultimate reward um, there is that we can follow Christ all the way back to heaven. Um, That's our ultimate reward, our ultimate destination. If you choose to believe God, um, you can follow Christ you know you're you're going this way. You turn from the old life, your sin, um, the things that you do wrong. You know you can you can join Christ in heaven. You can be uh, with God for all of eternity. Um, and so that's the that's the third point. Um, so one, following Christ is hard. It's not easy. Don't don't get the misconception that Christ is just going to take all your Burdens and life is going to be easy for you. That's not going to happen. Um, Number two, following Christ requires change. It's in the very DNA of what what a Christ follower is. It's change. And then number three, following Christ is rewarding. It's so rewarding. Um, Even in this life and when this life ends, whatever is next. Be with God for eternity. So in conclusion, um, the point that we can apply to our life today, right now, is this. What can you change about your life to follow Christ, to be more like him? Um, for me, I was thinking about it, you know, was convicted. Um, I think I can give more. Um, my wife and I both have stable jobs, and, you know, looking at the finances, I, I, I think I can give more, um, can go a little bit out farther in faith, and, and trust God to provide for me, um, That's a way that I can. I don't know what it is for you. Um, You know, maybe you want to follow Christ for the first time today. Um, And if if that's the case, if you want to turn um, from your old life and believe in God, believe that he was raised from the dead, that he raised Jesus, um, talk to me afterward. Uh, Talk to Dave. Talk to Amy. Talk to Ashley. Um, Let us know. But what is it for you? Maybe you need to change your perception about Christians Um, and about what Christianity is. Maybe you can make the choice to spend five to ten minutes a day uh, interacting with God, reading his word, opening it up. You can read the story of Abraham right here, Genesis 12. Um, Ten minutes a day, I did did the math, ten minutes a day spending with God is less than 1% of your entire day. It's actually uh, 0.69% of your day to spend with Christ. Ten minutes a day. Um, That might not be that hard. Um, maybe it's, you can stop cussing at school or, or around your friends. Maybe it's, uh, to stop talking derogatory, um, about the opposite sex or about other people, something like that. Um, you know, what is it, what is it for you? Um, I can't decide it for you. It, it's gotta be something that you can think, um, this is the way that I can change. Make that hard decision. Make that hard decision to follow Christ and then stick with it. Don't give up. But if there's one thing... And this is a final blank here for you. If there's one thing that I would want you to walk away with today, um, it's the knowledge that following Christ won't be easy. Never will be easy. But it will always be worth it. Following Christ won't be easy. There's no promise that it's going to be easy. But it will always be worth it in the end. Thank you for listening to the teaching ministry of Elevation Church. You can find out more about our church or listen to other messages at elevationbillings.com. Thanks again for listening and have a great day.